Luanda Lyons Pruitt's long career advancing civil rights, which included serving as the first African-American female chief investigator of the Public Defender's Office in California, has given her name a great deal of notoriety. After she retired in 2016, she continued her work with the Santa Maria and Lompoc branch of the NAACP, of which she's been the president for 14 years. Most recently, Lyons Pruitt has received a great deal of praise for her work getting people of color in Santa Barbara vaccinated and dispelling misinformation about the COVID vaccine. Thank you so much for joining me today, Lawanda. Thank you for having me, Ashley. So in our upcoming panel, we're discussing uh, medical mistrust, health misinformation, medical racism, especially during COVID. And I know you've been receiving a great deal of praise for your efforts to dispel misinformation surrounding the vaccine, particularly surrounding Santa Barbara's Black community. I was wondering if you could describe some of the techniques you've been using to promote trust in the vaccine and what that experience has been like so far. Well, I, I can tell you that um, I have a, uh, a network of people that I know. I either know them like from being involved with the um, NAACP or I know them from uh, through churches predominantly African-American churches. And then uh, I just have a wide array of like uh, organizations that uh, I work with. Uh, maybe I sit on their committee, on their board, or I have some association with them. And so usually that uh, my knowledge of, um, been involved with the uh, the church, been involved with other um, organizations or a friend of a friend. Uh, that way, then people usually recognize my name. So when I approach someone, they know my name. So what I do is um, when I give information, um, my way of communicating with people is to give them the information and the facts that I know. Um, I have been on the Santa Barbara County Public Health Task Force, COVID-19 Task Force for um, well over a year. And so it started out and it was weekly. Um, each week, Dr. Bundo Reynoso and her team would present information to us um, on COVID, give us updates. Um, I am one who tend to ask lots of questions. So I asked lots of questions. I did the research on my own, CDC, uh, CNN, um, um, all the, uh, the major networks. Uh, I read on my own. So I have a wealth of information that I know and that I pass on to people. And then I uh, always like to hear what people have to say. Like if someone says, well, um, I'm gonna wait. And then my questions to them is, okay, may I ask you, why are you waiting? And then based upon that response, then I can give them the information that I know. Or if they say, well, I'm not going to get the vaccine because of this and this, then I, I um, 
I, I let them know, okay, I understand where you're coming from. And usually it's because of mistrust. Maybe they mistrust the vaccine and think that it will be experimental as it was with the uh, Tuskegee or like uh, the women that was sterilized and so forth. And um, what I do is um, uh, we work with the county to create some, um, some brochures uh, around COVID with frequently asked questions with an answer. And um, any information that, that we, we have that we've received, we make sure, sure that we share that uh, with our members and then our contacts. So uh, it's been a thing where we've shared lots of information uh, with our community in Santa Maria, Lompoc, and uh, also Santa Barbara through people that we know there. So you mentioned some of the hesitations that people have with the vaccine and how you always make a point of asking them why they feel this way. I was wondering if you could explain a little bit more some things you're hearing from people. Um, does it feel like it's a lack of access that's the problem or it's just general mistrust? What do you feel like is the main hesitation that people are experiencing? Well, yesterday I did some, um, we had a COVID clinic yesterday, very successful. We um, partnered with uh, UDW United Domestic Workers and also the Darius Campesinas and then NAACP to hold a um, vaccine clinic in Santa Maria. Uh, we were able to, uh, to register 98 people for the clinic, but they were prepared to, um, to give uh, 250 shots enough. And they brought those vaccines alone while we're trying to reach our community. Anyway, uh, one thing that uh, we did is we um, were out on all four corners, uh, right where the clinic was. And then uh, myself and another person, we started knock knocking on doors and talking to the neighbors. Because what I've learned from another clinic that, that uh, we did Number one is that if someone is on the fence, if you have the vaccine and the vaccine is available that day and maybe they were kind of thinking about get, getting it and if you say, okay, well, the clinic is here today, that makes them want to go ahead and get the vaccine then. And I've had that happen several times. So the first door that I knocked on and someone answered, and the lady said, well, where is it? And it was only three doors down. Uh, she was Spanish speaking. I called my partner. They talked to her. And then she went down and she got a vaccine. So I called that. Uh, maybe um, she was on the fence and not sure. But because the vaccine was right there and it was in her community, in her neighborhood, that made her decide. Uh, as I was walking further down, I met uh, an older lady, and she was somewhere between 70 and 80, and her daughter was in the doorway. They hadn't had the vaccine, and they were up front with me that they hadn't had the vaccine, and she told me, she said uh, she didn't trust it, and I said, well, 
uh, may I ask why? And she says she thought it was developed too soon. And um, she would just rather take her chances and let God uh, protect her. And so my, my response, you know, I, I um, am em empathetic to that. But then I, I remind people that we're at over 560,000 people who are deceased. And out of that 560,000, I do believe that some of those people, that they believed in God, that they were Christians, they were faith-based, and they believed in God, but they're not with us. Additionally, it came up again that the, um, the person told me that their brother, who's former military, said that the government, that they're going to implant something into your body and that you can't trust them. Then another person um, told me that uh, she uh, heard from her son's girlfriend, whose brother is a medical work worker in LA. So you can see how far that's off. Anyway, that um, the uh, brother said that they just weren't telling people the number of people that had died from getting the vaccine. And um, it had been over 500 people that had died and they just didn't want to get the word out to people. And so they were burning the bodies to keep the public from finding out. And I do believe that in this, this day and age of, uh, of social media and the way that information is out there, I don't see any way that that information would not have been disclosed. Um, so one thing that that, um, that we did, that we've done on a number of occasions, is if you, you have a question about the vaccine, why don't we make the experts available to you, like Dr. Vondo Reynoso and others? And so we, we had her uh, speak at one of our meetings, and uh, she was very clear that she wasn't aware of anyone dying from getting the uh, the vaccine. So we had, we, you know, you gotta meet the people where they are and um, you gotta be empathetic. Uh, don't be mad at them and, you know, don't try to force them to, uh, to get the vaccine, but make sure that you give them the information so that they can make an intelligent decision that will save their life. We've talked about this a little bit, but I was wondering if you could describe your perception of the relationship between trust and health? Well, that, I, I think it's very important because of course, um, um, if, if, if people have a mistrust of the people with the information, um, then of course they're, they're likely to not see the doctor. Um, they're likely so when they have uh, a problem, they're not likely to get it addressed. And what happens is that then it results in um, a lot of medical problems, uh, you know, maybe high blood pressure, uh, diabetes, and all those things that likely could have been controlled 
had they been able to, to see a doctor. So it comes down to being able to have that relationship. It's about having a relationship with your healthcare professional and uh, then being able to, to, to know that you trust them and, and then go in and get the, uh, the vaccine or uh, the medical care, the appropriate medical care that you need to, to receive. And what do you think medical professionals and public health leaders can be doing to validate the experiences of people that may have mistrust in medicine, but also dispel misinformation and ensure them um, that seeking medical attention is the best course of action? Well, as, as they're doing now, and I think it will continue from now on, uh, because we've, you know, like we've seen what has happened in a pandemic. But I think they're going to be more proactive than they've been in the past. Like um, in the past, the um, medical professional side, side of it just relied on people to see a medical professional. Well, now they realize that there's more uh, to that and that there has to be education. So education was the piece that was missing. Um, pre-pandemic. Now we're in this pandemic and we're doing the education. So that education piece always has to be there. Um, uh, there are all type of vaccine town halls now, all type of, um, of um, uh, brochures uh, and links that you can click on to find out about the information. And I do think that that will continue. Um, as far as the uh, uh, NAACP, what, the one thing that, that we've been doing is we've been posting all of that uh, information, the information when it becomes available, we're posting it on our website and our Facebook page so that people can go there and get that information. And those are all the questions I had for you, but is there anything else you'd like to add? No, I, I do uh, think that this is an important piece. This educational piece here is meeting people. It's important that we meet people where they are. And I can't stress enough that we have to give them the information so that they can make an informed decision. But when I say give them the information, I don't mean just give it to them once. You got to give it to them as, as many times it, as it takes uh, so that people know the importance of getting the vaccine and taking care, not just um, um, COVID-related health, but also the other social determinants of health that... Um, you know, that they take care of those things so that you don't uh, develop uh, hypertension and uh, diabetes and uh, kidney disease and those type things. So, you know, and of, of course that comes down to, it comes down to nutrition also and making sure that you have good nutrition. It comes down to uh, exercising to make sure that you're getting the appropriate exercise. So there are just a, a number of things that are involved in uh, good health and having good health outcomes. 
Well, thank you so much, Lawanda. And we're really looking forward to having you speak more on this topic at our upcoming panel on Tuesday, May 18th at 4 p.m. You're quite welcome. You're quite welcome, Ashley. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you to Lawanda Lyons-Pruitt, president of the NAACP of Santa Maria and Lompoc, for joining us to speak more on the relationship between trust and health and the power of community advocacy in spreading reliable information. Lyons Pruitt will be a featured panelist in KCSB's upcoming webinar event on Tuesday, May 18th at 4 p.m., entitled A Year in COVID, Medical Racism, Care Disparities, and Health Misinformation. To register for the Zoom link, visit kcsb.org. A replay of the event will also air on 91.9 FM on Thursday, May 20th at 5 p.m.